Good afternoon, Augusta and surrounding areas. This is Janice Allen Jackson with another edition of Local Matters. It is Wednesday, May 6th, and it's time for us to turn our attention to the election starting on June 9th. Uh, As you know, due to COVID-19, elections have been moved to June 9th. We are essentially doing on June 9th what we were to do on March 24th and May 19th. There are a number of offices on this ballot, starting with Augusta Commission District 1, Commission District 3, Commission Districts 5 and 7, which are actually unopposed, so those incumbents will be returning, Commission District 9, Clerk of Court, Coroner, Marshal, the Presiding Judge, Civil and Magistrate Court, Probate Court, Sheriff, Solicitor General, State Court Judge, and Tax Commissioner. There are a number of nonpartisan judicial races, starting with Superior Court, where there are four seats currently available. Also on the state level, there are two Supreme Court of Georgia positions available and six Georgia Court of Appeal slots there. Also on that ballot will be the CSRA TSPLOST, the Transportation Special Purpose Local Option Sales Tax uh, that we discussed in a show several weeks ago. And there are advisory questions on the ballot. We'll go through those advisory questions. Turns out there are different questions on the Democratic ballot versus the Republican ballot. We'll go through all of those so you're familiar and prepared with that. In addition, on the federal level, uh, there are uh, seats there as well. The Presidential Preference Primary, U.S. Senate, Congressional District 12. Most of us reside in the 12th District. There are two seats on the Public Service Commission and Georgia Senate District seats, as well as Georgia House of Representatives seats. So there are a number of elections on this ballot. This is one of the most important elections that you'll have uh, because there are so many races that have influence over our day-to-day quality of life. As we uh, get prepared to discuss that, First, I want to get you a little bit more prepared for uh, what's happening at the local level. Uh, A lot of times uh, for commissioners will say, oh, I'm concerned about this issue. I'm going to call my commissioner. Well, really, what you have to ask yourself is which one of your commissioners you're going to call. Because if you're in Augusta, you've got two commissioners, regardless of where you live. As a result of the Consolidation Act back in 1995, they drew up eight districts in the new Augusta, Georgia. Uh, So each one of us resides in one of those eight districts, but they also created two super districts. Those super districts are districts nine and 10. And basically each one of those districts includes half of our new consolidated city county. Super District nine includes districts one, two, four and five. Super District 10 includes districts three, six, seven, and eight. Please remember that commissions serve four-year staggered terms with the odd-numbered districts in one election and the even-numbered districts in the next election. This obviously is the year for the odd-numbered districts and uh, as we referenced, there are uncontested races in districts five and seven, uh, which means that they are contested races in the other odd number districts being one, three, and nine. Uh, how do you get on the ballot is one of the questions. How can you run for office? Well, you have to go down for qualifying at a particular time, but you also have to pay a qualifying fee. 
Uh, sometimes we ask ourselves, you know, uh, candidates for various offices are always raising money. You know, they need money for a lot of things, uh, for advertising, promotional materials, particularly in an election year like this where uh, everything has to be done um, in terms of social distancing. Um, as soon as I found out that there would be social distancing, that meant that candidates had to suspend their in-person campaigning. And a lot of the traditional ways that they would campaign are now off limits. Uh, some candidates historically have not raised a lot of money, but they've been able to go door to door. Uh, they've knocked on doors. They've talked to people. They've conducted rallies. Uh, they have used less expensive means of reaching the public. Now, because those means are not available to them, they've had to have money available, as you always do. But those things like uh, yard signs, commercials, radio ads, all those types of things are a lot more valuable to a candidate right now because those uh, more uh, general means of walking around and, and shaking hands and meeting people at their doorsteps are just not available to them. Uh, to give you an example of qualifying fees for office, as we discussed, that's one of the reasons that uh, people need to raise money for office is that it gets quite expensive. Uh, the price to run or to qualify for an office uh, varies based upon the office and it varies based upon the compensation for that office. Uh, what a candidate has to pay in a qualifying fee is, is a percentage of the salary of that office. So for the lower paid offices like commission, for instance, the qualifying fee is only $360. For the jobs that are considered full-time jobs uh, with full-time salaries, the qualifying fees are much more expensive. If you look at offices like Judge of State Court, the qualifying fee for that office is $4,790. Uh, for Marshall, $3,455. Tax Commissioner, $2,533. Coroner, $2,400. So those fees, uh, it gets pretty pricey and then it makes people think also, do I really want to run for this office badly enough that I'm able uh, to go out, that I want to go out and ask for money from my supporters or dig into my own pocket in order to generate those qualifying fees. But now that qualifying has taken place, uh, we're at a point where we've got contested races, highly contested races in several of those categories. It's time for us to start thinking about who it is that we want to support. But even before we do that, the most important step for you to take is to check the status of your absentee ballot. Uh, application. As you all know, uh, we discussed a couple of shows ago, uh, this year because of COVID-19, uh, we are the state of Georgia is not requiring in-person voting. In previous years, you could request an absentee ballot, but there had to be some reason behind it. You had to be uh, frail, elderly, military service, college students, out of town, but reside in this area. Uh, now, it's totally different this year because of COVID. Uh, they're allowing anybody who wants to, to get an absentee ballot. Uh, so your first uh, order of business to get prepared for this election is to make sure that you will indeed have a ballot. I understand polls will be open. So if you choose to chance it on June 9th and walk into a polling site, you certainly can do that. Uh, but for your safety and health and for mine, especially, I have recommended for myself and my family, we've proceeded with uh, requesting the absentee ballot application so that we can vote safely at home. Um, there is a way to know if you uh, are indeed ready for this election. Uh, there is a page called 
the MVP, the My Voter page. Uh, it's part of the website of the Secretary of State's office in Georgia, mvp.sos.ga.gov. You can get to it from your local Board of Elections office, or you can go directly to the Secretary of State's website to get to it. And it provides a wealth of information for you uh, to see what your status is in terms of your preparedness for the upcoming election. I mentioned the absentee ballot application because I know that is a different process. Uh, I uh, am uh, one, as I said, who filled out the uh, application for the absentee ballot when it arrived at my home a few weeks ago. Some people, unfortunately, have contacted me to say, oh, I don't think I got it or I threw it out by mistake. Uh, They weren't sure what it was. If the case is that you did not complete that absentee ballot application, you can still get an absentee ballot. I want everybody to understand that that's clear. And you can get it without having to meet any of those special requirements that you would have in past years. If you go on the My Voter page there, you click in some very basic information about yourself. All you do is identify your name, your date of birth, and what county you live in. Once that information is up, if you are a registered voter in the system, all of your information will come up. I did mine just now. I see my name, my address, my race, my gender, and when I registered to vote in Georgia. All of that information is there, and if you need to make any adjustments to that information, you can do that on this page as well. It gives me specifically where my polling place is um, and the hours for my polling place. And if I needed, it, it would give me directions to my specific polling place if that's where I was going. Regarding my absentee ballot request information, that is there as well. Uh, I can click there to actually fill out the absentee ballot application. So if you are one who has lost yours, lost, misplaced, can't remember what happened to it, you can go in right there and complete the application online for the absentee ballot. And you can check for your absentee ballot status. For instance, when I click on the link that says click here for absentee ballot status, it comes up uh, which election, June 9th, uh, election type, general primary. It spe- specifies when the they received my absentee ballot application, which in my case was April the 16th. And it specifies when they mailed it back out to me. They mailed it back on April the 21st. So all that information is there. There's also a category that says absentee ballot received. So when I complete it and mail it back in, that date will be entered as well. So I encourage all of you to take advantage of these resources. If you have submitted your application and don't have it back yet, uh, please take a look at this uh, site to see what that status is. Uh, In my particular case, it only took five days for them to turn that around. So uh, the system seems to be working fairly efficiently, um, but but you need to be in control of that situation so that you know uh, exactly where you are in the process. Also on the MVP, My Voter page at the Secretary of State's website, it gives you a list of uh, the various uh, elected officials that I will be voting on. It tells me my U.S. Congressional District, my Georgia State Senate District, my Georgia House District, uh, the judicial circuit that I'm on, what commission district Uh, I'm in commission, school board, uh, as well as uh, super district. So all of that information is right there. So if there's anything that you need to know or don't understand about uh, what districts you reside in, 
um, what address they have down for you. Uh, every your polling place, everything is right there, and you actually can print uh, a precinct card if you like, based upon that information. Having said that, let's look at the next thing you've got to get prepared for. Once you know that you're registered to vote, and, and also I want to address this question of when uh, you submit that request for an absentee ballot, my answer is as soon as possible if you haven't done it already. Uh, those uh, right now, the turnaround time is quick if they get more and more uh, people who have uh, decided to submit an absentee ballot, that process could get clogged up so and get slowed down. So as soon as possible, get that request for your absentee ballot in. Also, after you do that, after you know that you're qualified to vote in the election, the next most important thing for you to do is get information about the various candidates. Through this program, I will offer each candidate for each one of the commission district contested races, that is uh, districts one, three, and nine. Uh, I will offer each uh, qualified candidate an opportunity to uh, give us a brief statement. Uh, I plan to furnish them with just a couple of questions. Uh, those two questions will be things like, what is your greatest accomplishment in your public life? And next, if you could wave a magic wand, what is it that you would make happen for Augusta? So we'll pose those questions to all of the candidates, um, and hopefully all of them will uh, decide to participate and respond. My schedule for right now, next week, May 13th, I'll have Commission District 1 candidates. May 20th, I'll have uh, Commission District 3 candidates. And May 27th, Commission District 9 candidates. Finally, on June 3rd, I'll call that Public Safety Day um, because we have three public safety offices, um, countywide offices. Those include Sheriff, Marshall, and Coroner. Uh, these people provide very essential services to us, and we'll ask the same questions of them that we've asked of commission candidates so that you have a feel for who it is that you should support. In addition, I encourage you to seek out other means of gathering information on the candidates. I know of at least one organization that is hosting online candidate forums. That is the Greater Augusta Interfaith Coalition. They have a Facebook page and their candidate forums will appear on Facebook Live. Uh, they actually had one candidate forum last week for the Commission District 1 candidates. There will also be a forum for District 3 candidates on this coming Thursday at 7 p.m. I would encourage you, if you are on Facebook, to follow that page. In addition to providing candidate forums, there's also a lot of other useful information about uh, the census process and about various other local issues that affect us. So please follow them so you don't uh, forget to tune in on this Thursday at 7 for District 3. Uh, they'll follow up in subsequent weeks, and that schedule is also listed on their Facebook page so you know exactly when to tune in for the races that you want to learn more about. Also, in this particular year, we have uh, what is called advisory commission, advisory questions on the ballot. Um, you'll know sometimes there'll be some questions that are binding referendums. Uh, this time around, there are only non-binding questions on the ballot, and each political party is in control of how those questions are listed and worded there. 
For instance, uh, this year, the Republican Party and Democratic Party placed uh, these questions on the statewide primary ballots. Republican ballots will feature three questions and the Democratic ballots will feature six questions. What exactly is an advisory question? An advisory question is a type of ballot measure in which citizens vote on a non-binding question. The largest difference between an advisory vote and any other type of ballot measure is that the outcome of the ballot question will not result in a new changed or rejected law or constitutional amendment. Rather, the advisory question symbolically makes heard the general opinion of the voting population in regard to the issue at hand. Political parties place non-binding questions on ballots to gauge voter priorities. So, for this year, the Republicans, their three questions are as follows. One, should Georgia lawmakers expand educational options by allowing a student state education dollars to follow to the school that best fit their needs, whether that school is public, private, magnet, charter, virtual, or homeschool? Next question, should voting in the Republican primary be limited to voters who have registered as Republicans? And third, should candidates for Board of Education be required to declare their political party affiliation? On the Democratic side, there are six such questions, the first of which is, should Georgians work to stop climate change and listen to the scientific community, which recommends immediate action to combat the serious threat to our planet? Question two, should Georgia enact basic standards to protect our environment from wasteful plastic items that pollute our state? Question three, should every eligible Georgian be allowed to register to vote on election day to make sure that everyone can exercise their right to vote? Four, should Georgia take partisanship out of the redistricting process and have an independent commission draw district lines instead of politicians? Question five, should our criminal justice system end the discriminatory cash bail system that allows the wealthy to buy their way out of jail while disadvantaging lower income Georgians? And finally, question six, should every Georgian that has served their sentence for a crime they committed be allowed to have their voting rights restored? So again, these are not binding questions, but the Democratic and Republican parties do want to hear your opinions on these issues. So these are questions that I know have been discussed uh, at length um, in barbershops all over. Uh, in our polite conversations, we've talked about these things, and this is our time to officially express our opinions about these matters. We talked a little bit about the role that money plays in elections, uh, particularly in a year like this, uh, where those without money are at what I consider to be somewhat of a disadvantage. Uh, one of the ways that we can level the playing field in terms of gathering information on candidates rely upon uh, websites that are neutral. Uh, one of those that I like to look at is Ballotpedia, B-A-L-L-O-T-P-E-D-I-A. There you can get general information about a candidate so you know who you're voting for. Uh, much like the theme of this show is to ensure that you're an informed voter, uh, the theme of uh, this website is likewise. For instance, I just looked up uh, one of the candidates for the uh, courts, for the Georgia Supreme Court, uh, tells you when uh, that particular person assumed office. Uh, you can go in and see a little bio uh, prior to that with Georgia Court of Appeals. 
uh, talks about the uh, base salary uh, next election when they were initially appointed, where he attended law school. lists personal information such as religious views uh, and denomination uh, also uh, has a link to how you contact the candidates such as their official website, campaign website, uh, Facebook, Twitter pages, things like that. So you can really get some feel for who these people are. Uh, It is very daunting to try to select somebody you look at a ballot so one thing on the local races it may be somebody you know or have heard of many times on the state and national levels you don't have a clue of who this is how they got in office uh, or anything else so it's very helpful to do a little research and because uh, a website such as ballotpedia are laid out fairly well you can quickly get the type of information you're looking for uh, for instance charlie bethel is the person i just referenced he's a judge of the georgia supreme court assumed all office October 2nd, 2018. He's currently running for re-election to the Georgia Supreme Court. Tells you he was initially appointed to the position by Nathan Deal back in September of 2018. And I don't say this in any way by means of an endorsement of Mr. Bethel. I don't know him. I've never met him. But it tells you that there are ways to get uh, decent, accurate information about those individuals um, before you walk into that ballot booth and decide to cast a vote. So uh, I do encourage everyone. um, It doesn't take probably a whole lot of time. If you sit there, flip through a few uh, uh, websites like this, you can get a feel for who those individuals are. In addition to what campaign materials may have been sent to your home, and you can always read those. But of course, if the person is preparing those materials and sending those out on behalf of his or her campaign, uh, they're going to put that individual in the very best light, where sometimes you can do your own research and find out a little bit more about the person that will aid you in making a decision as to whether you indeed want to vote for them. Also of interest in this particular election is that there are two seats on the five-person Georgia Public Service Commission that are up here. Uh, One of those seats is contested. Uh, That is to succeed uh, Lauren Bubba McDonald Jr. Uh, There are seats there and there's also another uncontested public service uh, commission race to succeed Jason Shaw. Uh, The Public Service Commission is one of those things that uh, is critically important to our quality of life, but that many of us actually don't understand uh, the significance of. Uh, Just to quote the mission of that organization, the mission of the Georgia Public Service Commission is to exercise its authority and influence to ensure that consumers receive safe, reliable and reasonably priced telecommunications, electric and national gas services from financially viable and technically competent companies. So they essentially protect us. Uh, They are watchdogs for us. Um, They uh, actually were uh, originated way back in the 1800s to uh, monitor the railroad industry and uh, from here, uh, they have evolved into an entity that controls or has some uh, measure of influence over all of our public utilities to ensure that we as consumers are protected, to ensure that uh, we pay a fair price for services and that we get what we pay for. So uh, please, if there was one thing that I'd ask you to pay more attention to, it would be uh, the activities of the Public Service Commission to ensure uh, that we as consumers are well represented by them.
Uh, hopefully this will give you a good overview of where we are in terms of the ballot and the elections. There's so much there. It's hard to talk about in a 30-minute show, uh, but uh, just want to summarize also for you where we're going to go over the next several weeks to make sure that you're in a better position to vote. Uh, again, May 13th, Augusta Commission District 1 races. May 20th, Augusta Commission District 3 May 27th, Augusta Commission District 9, and on June 9th, our Public Safety Day with Sheriff Marshall and coroner candidates. I also want to make sure that if you aren't able on all of those days to listen to this program via your radio, uh, my program is available on SoundCloud. Uh, it's just SoundCloud slash Local Matters Podcast. Uh, you can go there anytime, day or night. I encourage you to. Uh, you can also share videos. I upload them on my website, JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. Uh, but you can share those videos as well um, from directly from SoundCloud. Uh, I encourage you, if you would, it'd be great for you to follow me there. That way you would get notification anytime uh, that I post a new video, uh, excuse me, a new audio, uh, which I do uh, every week after uh, this show. So uh, please uh, stay tuned. This was the primary purpose for this show to make sure that you are uh, prepared uh, to vote when uh, that time comes. And this time is now upon us. Uh, finally, uh, I'd like to discuss the issue of sponsorship. Uh, our uh, primary sponsor, I like to say, is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates because that's my business. Um, I uh, am here with my business. I provide consulting services to various organizations. Uh, those services include things like program development, project management, uh, organizational development, problem solving, uh, strategic planning. Uh, those are my areas of expertise and, of course, in local government settings is where I started. But uh, certainly, I can provide those services for other types of organizations as well. I also really enjoy public speaking. Uh, I uh, know that right now, a lot of organizations have had to postpone their various uh, workshops, meeting conferences, and so forth. But hopefully, we'll be in a position where folks are now beginning to plan for activities that will take place in the next three, four, five months. So please keep me in mind as a speaker uh, after years of uh, leadership experience in uh, large organizations. I've learned a lot of lessons that I like to share uh, with the community. So uh, please keep me in mind as you plan those programs. Um, I also would like to acknowledge uh, that we have picked up another sponsor, another wonderful sponsor. It is the Augusta Regional Airport. Uh, at a later date, we'll have their director or some other members of their staff come on and talk to us about activities at the airport. As you know, this is a slow time for them because air travel is not considered as safe right now. I know that they are in the process of making lots of preparations in terms of sanitizing and uh, other safety protocols to ensure that social distance is maintained and uh, their staff will come on soon to talk to us about those things and just promote the airport. A lot of times I know we find it easier. Oh, we're going to fly out of Columbia, South Carolina. Or we're going to fly out of Atlanta or whatever. You and there, there are advantages at times to do that. Uh, but there are also times when there are definitely advantages to fly out of our own Augusta airport. So uh, their director and staff, as well as um, uh, the Aviation Commission, we'll talk about that 
that structure when uh, it's time for them to do that show. We'll explain who runs the airport, who makes decisions, uh, how the money flows. We're fortunate in Augusta that Augusta is one of the uh, smaller airports in the country that uh, is uh, very, very uh, in a very stable financial position. So they'll be able to talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, before I sign off today, uh, I do invite you to share any questions or comments you have uh, or any ideas about other potential sponsors with me. Uh, my web address again, Janice. Alan Jackson.weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. Uh, I have a contact us page there and I'd be welcome to hear your uh, comments, questions and suggestions at that time. Uh, as I sign off, I always go back to my favorite Bible verse. Uh, it is from Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, giving you uh, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you can possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Thank you so much for joining us. Please follow me on Twitter if you have not already. Please follow me on SoundCloud if you have not already. Please share this message with anybody who can benefit from it, which I think is all of us. Tune in next week, next Wednesday, 1.30 p.m., because local matters.